Welcome, welcome to the Bro CR Supercast. Basically, a super cool podcast. See what we did there? <laughs> we discuss all things obstacle course racing, culture, and community that embodies it. From performing athletes, flashy new gear, and secret guacamole recipes. Yummy. We've got you covered, bro. Do you have questions? We want to find answers. Want to talk about running in the mud and your next big adventure? Cool. So do we. Now let's lace up those trail kicks and jump in the corral. The Supercast. The Supercast starts now. Congratulations, we've made it to Tuesday again. Again. Welcome, everybody, to the Bro Sierra Supercast. I'm Jacob Bosecker. And I'm Leah Hensley. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Uh, I hope everybody is happy as Leah is right now in her car full of Greek food. I am so excited with my car full of Greek food. I have got a delicious Greek salad, some hummus, and baklava. She doesn't have a single gyro in there, and going through like Greece and stuff, like I, I think of Greek food, and I think of gyros and French fries and just good stuff. This is true, but I was trying to be good. I got the baklava, so I, I, I had to balance it with the salad. <laughs> so, hope everybody's excited right now for uh, U.S. National Championship Week for Spartan. Uh, Leah's West going. Virginia. I am yeah. going, so I hope to see tons of happy, smiling Brociar faces there. I am not running on Saturday. I will be in the festival area all day, um, helping out with the Ultra booth. Hopefully, get some content some for video. us. Would you? I, I can probably do that. So, if you are around, um, come say hi to me. Um, it would be awesome to meet some some people. Um, I know a ton of people have been asking me if I'm going to go, um, what's going on with me. And I, I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. Um, what's the final verdict. So I'm not going to be able to go. Um, so a lot of people have been talking to me and a lot of people have been messaging me kind of like what my progress is and how, how are things going? Are you going to do tough mud or world's toughest mud? Are you going to do Tahoe? Are you going to be in Tahoe? Are you going to be in West Virginia? And First of all, I want to thank all of our listeners who reach out to me because it does mean a lot to me. I, I really do appreciate it, and I, I love hearing from you guys. I'm sorry if I can't get back to everyone. Um, it's a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. But I, 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 I'm so thankful to everybody that reaches out to me. I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm not recovered yet. And I, I appreciate your, your kind words and your, and your offers to drive me out there, the people that are passing through the area. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you. Thank you so much, but I'm just not there yet. Additionally, something that I've not talked a lot about yet, um, I'm going to get, I kind of made a joke, uh, I'm getting a nose job. <laughs> so, Yeah, so I am actually getting sinoplasty. Um, and this is, it's not a crazy nose, like it's, it's kind of like a sinus dilation bit. And I've talked to a lot of different people about this. And I'll, I'll probably talk about. Have I told you this yet, Leah? Yeah, about this yeah, we portion. We talked about it. Yeah. A little, a little bit. Um, so yeah, that timetable has moved up. I was going to get it in about a month, about two weeks before we did Highlander. 
Um, and I decided, you know, I needed to move it up a little bit so I can be properly prepared for Highlander and properly prepared for Tahoe and going out there. Um, it's going to increase the amount of air that I can take in through my, through my nose. And so I'm excited for this it. This is just a big performance enhancing maneuver. Uh, part of it, <laughs> but also, you know, I was talking with my wife earlier tonight and I said, you know, let's say I'm only running on 30 to 50% of my nose right now. Mm-hmm. best case and let's say it gets worse after a few years i'm only like in 20 years from now let's say i'm only using 10 percent through my nose and let's imagine i get a blockage in the throat or something it could be scary that's it's very scary and this alone has been very scary so oh, absolutely well i mean um, at this point you've been through the ringer you might as well just get a full overhaul and do it all at once and come back a new man ready to go and that's kind of what I'm hoping for right now. So I can knock this all out in this season and get to Tahoe with all of our family here in the OCR community and and be good and be healthy. And that's what I'm mentally setting myself for and mentally showing myself for because it's I, I miss the community and I miss all you guys. And I'm ready to get better and be out there with you guys. We're so, looking forward to you coming back. And unfortunately, I just won't be West Virginia with you guys. Um, I love you all, so I'm I'm just ready to get back at the right time. And I'm hopefully hopefully that'll be sooner than later. So well, anyway, here. neither here nor there. I, I'm excited to see you all, and I love you all, and I miss you all. Well, if, um, you're, if you're in West Virginia, make sure you come say hi and pass on some love and get some videos. Say hi to Leah. Make videos. I'll I'll be editing it all. Probably sitting here just thinking I, I miss everybody. <laughs> and and I'm gonna go on a tangent here because it's not really related to the episode or anything. But mm-hmm. I think about the community, and I've had so many people message me actually about the ESPN episode on Sunday. And I think about the things that I've seen in this world, and I, I don't mean to go on some kind of like weird yeah where are um, we going? tangent here, <laughs> but so. When they did the live feed, Dave Magida did a call out of me in Utah. Mm-hmm. And it was like, and, he, and we see Jacob Bosecker here coming up the mountain. It was somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't in Utah, guys. I wasn't in Utah, but Dave Magida thought he saw me or something happened where he mentioned my name. And I remember the old memories that I have of Dave Magida helping him out at the death race and doing, doing things with Dave and seeing Dave and the early days of Bro CR and do interviews with him and stuff. And then apparently they used the clip on ESPN this past Sunday. Okay, and like, great. oh, there's Jacob Bosecker. Yeah. So I got a call out on ESPN. Look at you <laughs> um, famous. Well, famous is, famous is cool <laughs> and everything. It's like, cool, I was on ESPN. But the thing that matters to me is that community, that Dave remembered my name. And that's all that really mattered to me was I had a friend in the community. And I think about the people that I've met over the years. Mm-hmm. And... Well, I, I mean, just... we said it once, we've said it a million times. I mean, the community is, is what makes this sport great. You guys listen. And that's what, yeah, and that's what this podcast there. is about. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about the community, and it's about the people in the community, and it's the people that reach out time after time and aren't, you know, that, that when shit hits the fan, they reach out, mm-hmm. and they're cool about it. And guys, thank you. Well, like, and... All that being Thank said, you. too, you guys who are listening, you know, we 
we bring this podcast to you all as a, as a way of, you know, keeping the community alive and keeping the relationships alive. Like we love hearing the awesome stories. We love meeting people at races. Um, if We're not you making have a an living awesome off this. story that you want to <laughs> share, or you know someone with an awesome story that we want to talk to you about it. We want to talk to you. Like this is not just an elite racing interviewing platform. Like, don't get me wrong. We love our elite racers, but they've got stories too. Right. But you know, we want to keep the camaraderie and the community alive. So, you know, please, please reach out to us. You know, obviously we love you. We want to talk to you. Yeah. Like subscribe, comment, all that stuff, but definitely reach out. If you know someone that, you know, has something to share, you know, we want to be that platform. Absolutely. We, and we're happy to talk shop. We're happy to be a talk. Just, just the world and the life of the sport that we live in, in the trenches, that is that starting corral. So, um, starting corrals, let's talk. I know last week we briefly talked, we talked with um, Tim and you we got last really, week. We got so fed up here on the past rules the past two weeks. So I jumped in last week at the end of the week uh, with our good buddy, Scott Knowles. Scott the Bane Knowles. Over mm-hmm. on um, his podcast on I Am a Spartan, we talked a lot mm-hmm. about, about the rules, and we had this idea to talk about Noram and predictions and kind of things that happened at Noram and then predictions for West Virginia. Mm-hmm. And we didn't get to talk a lot about that, did we, Leah? No, not so much. We kind of took a bunch of you know different turns with, with our last guests and talked about all kinds of championship mm-hmm. as far as the races goes, but we didn't so really break now down that the- what happened. Yeah, now that the dust has settled over Noram, holy cow, Gibbons and the technicality of the course. So I have to say, you know, I was not there and it broke my heart not being there. It's the first, you know, adventure race that I've missed in, in you know, many years. Um, yep. But I'm going to be honest in seeing some of those results and the videos and the pictures, I, you know, from a female perspective. I'm not as sad I missed it. Honestly, you know, did you see those success and failure rates? You know, the failure rates for the women was a real thing. 83%. And it's, yep. Failure. And that's hard. That's hard to look at. That's and, feeding. It's not just hard. Like, that, that gets to a point where, you know, you're talking about a race with mm-hmm. – arguably the hardest qualification standards to get into. And and I will agree with you, but well, Mm -hmm. I'll disagree with that. So it's, uh, and we're going to talk about qualifications here in a few, because I'm not happy with qualifications this year right now for the Spartan race world championship, but there is a qualification process. Right. So, I I mean, you have to, you have to qualify to go. Like you can't just wake up one day and decide I'm going to walk onto the field. Yep. Fair enough. Fair enough. So you've got legit, you know, arguments of, you know, this is supposed to be some of the best athletes in the sport. And you're talking about 83% of these people can't complete the course, let alone and race it, but just complete I've it. Talked to, I've talked to Adrian. Many, and the thing is about Noriam, the people that want to be there are there. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, if you sign up, you, you understand that you are going to this race, you, you're making a dedicated point to be at this race. Um, whatever the race directors do at that 
point. That's up to them. Right. Um, you know, this race can take a whole different form. And I think this is the first year that I would say that Noram needed to pull it back a little bit. Well, as from what I'm hearing, the, compl- the 3K, complication on obstacles. Yeah, I'm hearing like the 3K was just unreal as far as difficulty for that length of a course goes. Oh, yeah, you had multiple rigs. You had like every quarter mile, you had something that was just knocking people hard. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's that's technical. That's real technical. And that's something that I would expect to see at OCRWC. Yeah. And, and you, you expect to see things like, oh, OCRWC has a 3K. We need to have a 3K at Noram. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe you do, but maybe not as technical as OCRWC. So is OCRWC going to have a more technical 3K than Noram? I don't think they need to. I'm curious think... to see what Adrian's response is. Because in talking with him in the past, he does not want failure rates that high. No, and traditionally, talking to Adrian, he wants to see those failure rates around 33%. Correct. And that's, wants, that's like acceptable. That's understandable. Success. Yep, yep, absolutely. And I think those are great numbers. Additionally, though, I will make this statement. Um, what was the winning payout for the 3K? don't remember i know they did not pay for age groups yep so winning podium spot was 3k then 1k then 500 dollars now i'm gonna be honest uh, yep 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 and for that was the 3k and the 15k and i'll be honest with you that's not gonna pay a lot of bills you know, when you're talking about seeing some of these other races ponying up with some bigger payouts this that don't weekend, require the level of training and preparation. This weekend, the North American Spartan Race World Championship, North American Championship, are paying 10 deep. So 10 First people places, are getting paid out in West Virginia, male yep, and female. In elite, in elite fashion. And then age groupers get sweet prize packages and stuff um, for hitting podium. But it's 12K on the line. That's huge. That's four times the amount. I don't know that I can think of another race that has had a bigger first place payout. Can you? Well, World's Toughest Mudder and stuff like that. And Spartan Race World Championship will be a huge payout again. Yeah. And they'll pay out 10 deep again. But it's one of those things that you see a guy like Ryan Woods come to Noram and take fourth place. He's not making money. Walking away with nothing. And even if he took third place, that's only 500 bucks. That's barely, barely going to cover the cost of the flight and, you know. Exactly. And to have it in a remote place like Vermont, in Stratton, Vermont. I mean, sure, flying to to Boston, you know, you're probably a, what, probably a three-hour drive, two and a half. Yeah, we flew into Boston last year, Mm. and it was about a three-hour drive. Yep, that sounds about right. And... That's not you're not making bank on that race Um, from from an elite standpoint. Many people that are truly at that level of competition. You know, when when you look at the technicality of those obstacles, we just don't have races (laughs) like that in America. I mean, you look at these videos of these European races 
and you look at some of these obstacles that they're doing at like lightning speed and it's like yep, I've watched super technical. Then I can't think of but maybe two Americans that would even be competitive. But so, I would say that they, the the access to that race might be better. Right. And so to then so, have that race here in America with that caliber of obstacles and difficulty, you know, it's it's hard to prepare for. So make it closer to a place that's easier to access, like outside Chicago, forty five minutes outside of Chicago, and a better a better price purse. I know they're they're not there yet, but you you bring the people, you can increase the price purse, right? Put it towards a bigger hub. Well, they haven't put it, put it outside of yet. Boston. They haven't announced yet where next year's Norm is going to be, though I heard mumblings that their rumor mill is churning that they're going back to Blue Ridge in Canada. Um, Blue Mountain for, is Blue Mountain is great. Once again, Norm. it's how long of a drive is that from Toronto? Um, we flew into Toronto when we went there, and it was I want to say about three hours as well. It was several hours. That's not easy. That's Mm-mm. not a close enough drive. Like, you need something within an hour of a, of a major airport. And that's one of the things that they've done right with OCRWC in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, it's well, an hour outside of the airport there. Hours, hour outside of London. Well, but that's only the, like, they only did that once. Because before that, when they were in Canada, it was the same thing. Yep. But they've got that under control. So it's easier right. now from, from an international standpoint. Okay, you've got a major flight there. You can get to the venue within within an hour and a half. Right. That's yeah, a game I'm changer. curious. We'll see what they say where where New Norham is. I think I'm pretty sure they confirmed it is moving somewhere. And um, that that's why it makes away. me sad to see things like even like if you want to put it at Blue Mountain, think about in the past. And Blue Mountain is a great venue. Don't get me wrong; it's a phenomenal, oh, amazing venue. There. But even like. A place like Indian Mud Run. And I don't think they have enough lanes yet. Could they do it? Yes. Would it take a lot of work? Also, yes. But mm-hmm. it's an hour away from Columbus, Ohio. And that I'll, I'll just leave that there. <laughs> there's, there's an airport in Columbus, Ohio. There's also airports in Philly. You know, you can get there within a two-hour drive. That was one of the things about Cincinnati and Mason. Like, okay realistically, the venue where they had the first OCRWC was at King's Domain. Now, that's yep. in Lebanon, Ohio. It's not in Cincinnati. People will no, say Cincinnati. Right exactly. But you could still get from Cincinnati to Lebanon in an hour. Right. So that's my two cents. Well, um, we shall see. The, Stay tuned. The failure rates were really high at Noriam, but yeah. I think I think you could see that better if you had better people there and had better payouts and that's my bottom line um we'll we'll see i don't i don't know what the answer is to that i think that you know i like to see the sport evolving i like to see things progressing but you know there becomes a fine line between obstacle course racing and ninja warriors type you know if, if you're but once you lose, we the don't race... want a burpee fest, but at the same time, we don't Sorry. want an, uh, a ninja warrior competition where people are just sitting there fighting for their band. Well, there's no, a I mean, there's a middle the ground. When it gets to the point where people are sitting at an obstacle for an hour, you're not racing anymore. Like, for three hours, you know what I mean? Right. 
it's you you're you're not in a race anymore and that changes I know a gal that spent fought over five hours on the three K. Yeah. Yeah. Three K. On the three K less than two miles. Less than two miles. One point eight mile. Craziness. But then you can't results become thrown out the window because you can sit there at obstacles and fight for it for hours and people are cheering you on to get it and like don't get me wrong there's a sense of accomplishment in taking over that obstacle it's beautiful it's great but if you're only a half a mile into the race i guarantee you you're going to face a few other things after you've spent three hours on an obstacle oh well that becomes you know that's always the big decision you know because i've Mm. i've done races where i've lost my band and you get yep. to a point where you're at an obstacle that you're trying and you're trying and you're trying and you're destroying yourself to get it. And it eventually Beating you your have hands to up. ask yourself, okay, even if I get past this obstacle now, I still have this rig. I still have that. I still got a mile and a half of races. <laughs> right. Or if you're at Noriam or something like that, and that's only the 3K, tomorrow I've got nine more miles of this shit. <laughs> right. No. So I think about things like that, and I also think about like, okay, the time I lost my band, I lost my band at the last Battle Frog in Cincinnati, mm-hmm. and I spent an hour and fifteen minutes on the rig. Uh-huh. Came with came within inches of the bell, missed it multiple times. Should I have sat there? And I was I was in the top three at the time. At that race, mm-hmm. um, doing great. Uh, PJ Granger, who was an excellent American Ninja Warrior at the time, that was crushing at that race. I think he came in like second or something. He was in the top three. Um, I was in the top three at that race, and I was like, "Oh my god, maybe this is my moment." Right. And then all of a sudden, I came to the rig. I spent an hour. I I missed podium, and I told myself, "You know what? It's not worth losing my hands." Right. It's not worth beating myself up here for another. And I was, I was maybe a mile from the finish line. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that I remember that course. I was, I was there. I it was rough on the monkey bars, the second lap. But, but then all of a sudden, it was just like, okay, this is what it is. I'm just going to finish it, and I owned it. Well, you know, and it's it's just a totally different type of racing. You know, we talked about, you know, we started talking about West Virginia, and we'll we'll go on to that next. But it's. You know, it's it's odd that we, we talk about this sport and, you know, we're describing two completely different races and two completely oh, absolutely. different experiences. So it's, you know, this goes back to our discussion that we had last week with Tim and Yancey. You know, are we comparing apples to apples here? You know, no, we're not. All, we're not. It's all obstacle we're course not. racing in theory. But there's an argument to be said that Spartan racing isn't obstacle course racing. It's Spartan racing. It's a form of it. Yep. It's it has obstacles. Own, yeah, it's its own entity. Because the thing I like about Spartan, you know, I mean, I know there's burpee haters out there. Don't get me wrong. I, I get it. But it gets you back in the game. But at the same time. You know, there's nothing more defeating to me as a racer doing a mandatory obstacle completion race a mile in, two miles in, whatever. You get somewhere that that you just, okay, you just can't do it. You give up your band. 
Yep. Well, now you have eight more miles ahead of you of, well, I'm already, I'm, one, I'm out of I the I guess race. I'm out of the runnings. There's, there's nothing here. Like, okay, yeah, yeah, finish the race, finish what you start, bragging rights, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But it's, it's different. Where it's a Spartan race, oh, crap, I just fell off the monkey bars. Hurry, hurry, burpees. I'm back in it. Yep. You know, absolutely. And you can make a mistake. Maybe not the top, the, maybe not the top podiuming elites, but for the other racers, you know, but you still, still win the... have a race to race. And at that point, as far as, you know, looking at a payout, when you're paying 10 deep, yeah, that's substantial. You can still get back in the game and make some money. So those of y'all who are listening, who are on the fence, maybe even still about West Virginia, if you can go, you need to go. It's going to be, and West Virginia is a phenomenally beautiful venue. It's one of the most, it's, I'm so bummed I'm going to miss it. It's my favorite, prettiest Spartan race venues that I've been to in a very long time. It's at decent elevation. You can breathe. The views are gorgeous. Um, Check it out, guys. It's beautiful. I'm I'm really sad I'm going to miss it this year. It's going to be so sad. So let's talk about the last, mm. the latest we've heard, whether it's true or not. What mm. is going on with qualifications at West Virginia? Oh, my God, guys. So I don't know if – and some of our listeners are big, are big on the series and big on point series. And it's one of the things that I've been so back and forth with with – with Spartan qualifications this year, um, you know that's actually one of the reasons the podcast started. It was one of our well, first episodes. Well, because they keep changing their minds. First, it was this many, and then it was a roll down, then it was a no roll down, then it was a you have to be present, then it was no, you don't have to be present. So, I mean, truthfully, so, I want to give you guys the right information, but who we don't know not? what that information is. So <laughs> Friday, we got an email. Um, so I've ran. And to be honest with our with our followers, I've only ran two elite Spartan races this year, and I've been in the top twenty in both. Um, so I qualified for West Virginia in elite, and I thought to myself, "Oh, cool! As long as I can run West Virginia, I could qualify. If it's top seventy with roll down, I can right. qualify at West Virginia for Tahoe in elite. Pretty, I mean, you know, you think eighty are going to qualify in the U.S. National Series." Let's say 50 go to West Virginia that have already qualified. That's fair. Yeah, let's say even 40. Right. Then I've just got to finish West Virginia in the top, you know, 110 people. Right. I like those odds. That's Pretty not too odds. bad. I'd say so. But then I got an email on Friday. And the email Friday stated the top 70 in West Virginia and the top 40 in each age group will have the ability to sign up and register for Tahoe on site. And I posted this in one of our Spartan groups with um, with the moderators and their social media representatives and stuff. And I you know I wanted some clarification. Because I said, you know, how are we gonna do roll down? This doesn't speak of roll down and I thought it was going to be top seventy roll down. Right. And they said, no 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 no. So at the venue there, the top seventy will be able to finish to to register for that race, for right. for that. And I said, okay. So how does roll down work? And so I, I presented the same thing to them. I said, in my mind, then okay. So let's say top seventy can can register 
at West Virginia. Then, you know, a week later, if the roll down happens, and let's say 40 people race that race that had already qualified beforehand in the U.S. National Series, Spartan mm-hmm. should send out 40 more emails to spots, you know, 71 to 110, because that's 70 plus 40. <laughs> 40 emails should go out to those to those athletes. Right. And I never got a response. You've now qualified. Yep. And I never got a response on it. So I'm going to default back to my standard to people trying to qualify for Tahoe. Don't believe your spot in Tahoe is safe until you have a code in hand and you are registered. Period. Well, I um, think that's the only safe way to go and think about it yep. because things have been changing so much. I mean, the bottom line is, regardless of roll down or not roll down, <clears throat> we're still talking about a crap ton of people qualifying. Absolutely. So, yeah, still a ton of people. Top 70, period. Yeah. Wow. Ton of people, regardless. It may end up being more than that. I wouldn't go banking on that, but it's still a ton of people. So if you are one of those people that is still looking to qualify for Tahoe, get out there and you got to come because after this, there's nothing. That's it, right? I mean, this is it. This is it for the season that after this, you've got a month to prep for Tahoe. So, well, I guess, I guess a month and a half. Yeah. Ish. Yeah. Um, so yeah, good good way to party. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully we'll get some more answers and you know we'll be able to share them with y'all once we hear them. Um, I'll go from what are there. you what are you expecting for ta- for West Virginia? As far as what goes. Placement, people, parties. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I haven't heard a ton of people who's going. A lot of people have already qualified. And we talked and we, to we talked to Yancey last weekend, like guys like Johnny Luna Lima possibly not going. Yeah, Rose isn't going, Tim said. And I would love to see Johnny at West Virginia because you've seen that venue. It's awesome. Yeah, and he, he could he rock could it. We saw what he did in California. So mm-hmm. uh, what are your what are your up, predictions for podium? Goodness sakes. It's just so hard for me to say. I, if Johnny comes, I would I would put money on him. I also think Woodsy, if he comes, is probably going to do pretty well. Yeah. Um, I don't know that Ryan Atkins is going to be there. He's got that eco challenge thing. Yep. Um, I think Killian could hold really well there. Yeah, I he's done well there in the past. Killian. He's this is where he usually peaks. So he. Yep. He would do well if he shows it's up. It's a good course. Um, I don't know about Bracken. I don't know if he's coming. I know he's been training for longer stuff. Yeah, my my vote is Killian and Lindsay, with yeah. McCar- with Nicole and Becca Hammond, right there around her because Becca well, did great Becca this venue back? last year. Is, no, I've I've not Becca's checked with Becca. Been, she's been sick. She's been hurt. She's she been sick. She actually so. messaged me the other day about everything that. I've got going on medically. She's like, if you ever need okay. a referral or somebody to look over your stuff, bless her there heart. And that's go. going yeah, back to the community been, there. <laughs> I know she's been fighting an Achilles thing, so we'll see. But yeah, it'd be great to see her out there. Um, hopefully, I can catch up with her in Tahoe. Um, yeah. She's a good gal. Yep. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm ex- I'm excited to see how it shakes down, and it'll be a fun thing to watch. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, like, I'd love to see like other guys like sleeper hits, like 
come out of nowhere and maybe have a really good day, like uh, Ian Hosick or like yeah. uh, Mark Battress. He's finished fourth in a few of these things. Nicholas Riker, he's coming. He's been <clears throat> tearing up the Spartan scene. And maybe out of nowhere, VJ could just come in and like just go dragon kicking some shit. It's a little bit long for me. <laughs> Ashley Heller, who knows? I mean, right? it's like, because Ashley's been consistent too, other than yeah. what happened in Utah. Yep. There's, um, there's, I think, I think without hearing a lot of the big names, I think that this could be a race where we do see some, some more of the, you know, surprise, surprise races. Kind of like, kind of like Noram. This yeah. race is kind of like becoming this weird, because it's not easy to get to West Virginia. You're lucky because no. you can drive. Yeah, I mean, I'm driving. And it's still how long of a drive for you? A freaking seven and a half hours for me to drive up there. Exactly. And even the airport is not an easy airport to get to. It's no, weird. It's, it's on top of a hill. little, tiny Charleston, West Virginia airport is tiny. A lot of It's up on uh, this hill. Southwest it's really weird. Yeah, Southwest doesn't fly into it. A lot of bigger name things don't. It's a premium. It's, yeah, so... It'll be it'll be interesting. To Just see. like kind of getting a Noram, it's it ain't easy. Um, no. no, it's not. So the people that are wanting to be there really kind of want to be there. <laughs> um, and I'm sad I'm not going to be there, but um, I, I'm really excited to see the way this shakes out. And I'll be tuning into the live feed Saturday morning here on the couch with a uh, with a glass of coffee, with a cup of coffee, and my Highlander assault mug that everybody like gives me crap about or <laughs> jokes about I, on the um, on my it. Instagram stories. It's fancy. Well, good. Well, speaking of Highlander Assault, y'all, if you haven't signed up yet, don't. Get on it. Okay, get on it. Use code BROCR, save some cash, come visit Jacob and I. 25% off. You check it out. We're going to be, they posted photos of the venue. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to get, maybe within the next couple weeks, we'll get Chad on here and we can talk about the different um, race lengths they offer and some of the festival fun that we're going to be hosting. So. We, I'm pumped to do this. Uh, I believe they've got over 700, 800 people there signed up right now. Um, and that's, once again, going back to the community and talking about the community. The people that want to be at Highlander Assault are going to be there. And I am so pumped to be there with a community that wants to be there, that's it's dying to be fun. there. HighlanderSalt.com, sign up there using code BROCR and save some cash. Come play with us. Absolutely. We'll be there all weekend having a blast and laughing our butts off. Um, Also want to give a shout out to Vanga CBD. Um, Uh, Of course. Vanga CBD is the CBD sponsor of BROCR Supercast. They've got three products, very simple. They've got a balm, they've got a gel cap, and they've got a gummy. They all work phenomenally, have different reasons to use them. We actually just put out a video last week on why you should use each one and the difference between them. Um, check it out. Use code BROCR. Uh, 15% off. Great product, great people, and love what they're doing for the community. Yep. And if you have questions about CBD as a whole, the, the guys over there are awesome. Dave and Jay will answer any questions that you might have. Um, they're very... Mm-hmm responsive to to emails to messages on social media so reach out to them good guys great people and they're willing to talk actually i went this past week to our local um there is a supplement store here now in the the big city of columbus indiana that i'm from here Mm -hmm. and i talked to them about cbd oil and when i talked about um full-bodied and different spectrum and water-soluble content Mm -hmm. the guy looked at me 
deer in headlights. Like, oh yeah, he's like, uh, well, we've got this one, <laughs> and this one I like the flavor of, and I'm like, thanks, bud. But I was like, I was like, I'm looking for something for performance athlete. Well, this can maybe help with some pain. I'm like, no, I'm looking for something for an athlete. Yeah, and it's Check at a out. supplement store. Yeah. Ah, so check out Venga because they care about athletes. That's my point here. Yep. They care about athletes. Awesome. Um, absolutely. And last but not least, Human Octane. Human Octane is the apparel sponsor of the Brociar Supercast and Brociar. Um, Check them out. I'm really excited. Bill has my pants right now, and I want oh. them back. Um, I want my pants back just so I can wear them for Tahoe and maybe have one run in them here in the next month so I can start prepping for it again. And I don't even know what I'm running in Tahoe yet, but I know I'll be there and I know I'll be wearing those pants. <laughs> and I'll be wearing ex- my shorts this weekend because it's going to be hotter than butt. So it under my is... kilt will be my human octane. But I'm hoping to make a video here soon on human octane gear here, probably here in the next two days while I'm still recovering um, before my surgery. But uh, Leo, why do you like the human octane women's gear? I like them because they are the only shorts that I have that stay up and stay down both simultaneously. Just cover <laughs> the, that, cover the business in all the right ways. Yes, the leg holes do not ride up, no matter how hot and sweaty I am. They stay, you know, they stay where. And you're a sweaty girl. You can be a sweaty girl. <laughs> I can be a sweaty girl. <laughs> so <laughs> they stay put. The waistband does not roll down, mm-hmm. and it does not give you the ugly muffin top and it um, even stays put when you've got snacks in the back pocket there I that is a very big snack pocket let me tell you i like my snack pocket <laughs> what do you put in your snack pocket <laughs> i did a run the other day and i had three gels and my phone in my snack pocket and it's but, still fine and you can still put spotify on your phone oh yep <laughs> and not have not have headphones in and just cruise to the tunes. <laughs> there was uh, somebody I was talking to Nick Asale and he was talking about how he's like it's he's like it's my jam. He said something about like it's my jam phone booty pocket or something. And I'm like it's the best. I, I love it. I put my tunes on. And I'm like I don't have to have headphones on. I just keep this on cruise control and do my do my sprints. I am so ready to get back to running. I've missed it. <laughs> I've missed so it greatly. Uh, I am, but um, really, that's it for the Supercast this week. Uh, Thank you once again to all of our listeners. Thank you to our sponsors, and we love you guys. It's great. Until next Uh, time, we will see you on the course. Say hey. I'm Jacob Bosecker. I'm Leah Hensley. (laughs) We'll take care, guys. Peace out. This has been the Bro CR Supercast, powered by Bro CR Media. We always love reviews. Oh, and shout outs too. Want to be on the review? Drop us a line. We know there are other obstacle course racing podcasts out there, but you choose to laugh with us for a while. So, thanks. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. No, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. And thank you. Okay, thank you. Bye-bye. God bless. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye-bye. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.